Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining us on Up Your Volume. We are the live podcast where we talk about living consciously and art. Good morning. What was that big sigh? Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. I'm just laughing because like up to like 30 seconds ago, you're like, well, it's saying that I'm not connected. We'll see what happens. So after the song, I was like, am I going to hear her? Am I not going to hear her? Oh, Doing a God. live show is hysterical. I wish people could be with us every day, like the five minutes before we're going to go on, because we're never certain that it's going to work. <laughs> and we are also never certain that once we get on, that the dogs aren't going to freak out, the lawns aren't going to start being mowed. Or, or, or that your microphone's on. Your, your, yeah, that's been so I, I'm today. famous. Yeah, I, I turn my microphone off at random intervals, and I don't know why. Um, so I, that's why. I'm sorry, because I literally was like, because I was just wondering more about whether or not you were going to be on, not what I was going to say if you weren't. Like, I didn't really know what I was going to do. But, so, hello. <laughs> well, good morning. Yeah, I, I was morning. kind of freaking out. Halfway through the jingle, it cut out, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Worst timing. Um <laughs> But it's definitely going to be a great show today. We have so wonderful Mar- Mario Jose on today. I'm just, I'm so thrilled. It, 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 for all of you that know him via YouTube and have probably seen him in concert before or heard of him or seen videos, um, you get his personality through the screen. But until you really know him and know how sweet he is and just how humbled he is and what an amazing guy he is just talking with him a couple minutes before the show i just can't even wait to talk about his new ep coming out in october heart of gold and just finding out about what's going on in his life and and how all this has has been for him this excitement over the past couple years he's had such a great um past couple years i just can't wait to hear from him oh yeah it's gonna be awesome so stay stay tuned for that that's our big you know, we're really, really excited. That's our big discussion of today. We'll be uh, talking with him um, and kind of staying on the same path, like I told you guys last week. Um, and P.S., I apologize. I have been under the weather super hardcore with a sinus infection. So if you hear me a little nasally, um, I'm trying my best to sound as professional as possible. Um, but that's what's going on with me. Um, but as as we always tell you guys, it's a live show, so you're going to get the, the good and bad and everything in between. Um, so we kind of, I, I kind of, you know, foreshadowed our show last week by just letting you know I was kind of going to do like, you know, a, a, a kind of a Berkeley week, but it's not so much Berkeley as much as it is. Um, these are some of my really great friends that, um, you know, the, these playlists, um, have always been inspired by, you know, music that I like. And um, for the up-and-coming artists, I've always wanted to do something like a playlist of up-and-coming music. Um, and these people are definitely up-and-coming, um, and, and they're just phenomenal. And I'm glad to be able to say that all this pe- the people we'll be discussing today are great friends of mine that I've either been in bands with or played live with or lived with or whatever, you know, done, done sessions with. But... Um, phenomenal phenomenal musicians through and through so I just want to get into it and because it is like my friends I didn't feel the need to uh order them because um I just feel like that would lose the taste of what I'm trying to go for um so this is kind of just a a playlist of great up-and-coming artists that I would love for you guys to check out in just a random order um but getting right into it dopapod um now, Dopapod's been around for a while, and if you guys are really into Fish and Grateful Dead and big tours like Umphreys McGee and big jam bands and a lot of festivals, you guys are festival seekers, um, then you definitely know of Dopapod. Um, 
I, I was actually in a band with Eli Winderman, who's one of the main guys. He plays keys, sings. Um, and uh, Chuck Jones as well. I was in a band with him. He's the bass player. Um, they both were uh, playing for another artist that I'll mention in this playlist as well. Um, but they have um, done this. Rob Kampa, amazing guitar player, amazing songwriter, all of them together. Um, there's a, a few other people in the band, and, and they come together and create Dopapod. Um I want to let you guys know that they have an album called Never Odd or Even. Um, that's their latest album, but check out their live albums. If you go to their band camp, or even if you just go to dopapod.com, it'll lead you to it if you click music at the top. Um, they have, I want to say, like a live album for legitimately every festival they've ever played, which is so awesome. And it's uh, hence why I say bands like Finch, Fish and Umphreys McGee and stuff like that because they do these live albums and to me there's nothing better than live albums especially with musicians of this caliber I mean it, it's it's like you're it's literally like you're there and I don't mean to sound corny when I say that but um, they do a really great job of recording live live shows and if you ever miss them and you want to hear it um, definitely check out their website because they have a ton and a ton of awesome YouTube videos with light shows and they're just they're known for that. So definitely check them out. Dopapod is spelled D-O-P-A-P-O-D. And you can go to dopapod.com for all the latest on them or Bandcamp. Um, uh, I think it's dopapod.bandcamp.com. Um, again, that album is called Never Otter Even. And the artist that I was speaking about of Chuck Jones and Eli Winderman playing with is Nikki Egan. And it used to be Nikki Egan and the majority. Um, now Nikki Egan's kind of doing multiple different projects. Um, I was in her band all throughout college. She was in my band all throughout college. We're two Nickies from Philly. Pretty crazy that um, we ended up liking each other, <laughs> uh, just having the same name and being from a city like Philly. Uh, but we, we love each other and absolutely adore each other. And her latest project um, was called the, the 45 Homestead Project. Um, and she also, there was, she, was, she wrote a soundtrack, an original soundtrack, to a film called Thirsty. Um, and one of her, uh, I, I want to say the, the bigger, um, single that she released from that soundtrack was called all that I am, uh, written a couple years ago. And it's just absolutely amazing. And, and the, uh, the, the documentary just came out recently. So definitely check out the documentary thirsty. Like I said, original music on that soundtrack from Nikki Egan and the 45 Homestead project is amazing. She's working on a new project. I don't know when it's due to release. Um, but she just put out the new Facebook for it, and it's actually just called Nicole. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, Nikki Egan is spelled N-I-C-K-Y, and Egan is E-G-A-N. So you can check her out at NikkiEgan.com and also her fake Facebook page. Um, you can find her on Facebook, Nikki Egan. Um, and she was – this is kind of going to be like a whisper down the lane. She was in a band <laughs> called Tur Turkoz as a background vocalist, and I – and um, Turkoz is another huge jam band. Um, they are also on the same, um, the, the Red Light. Uh, they're both on Red Light with uh, Dopapod. So they're kind of in the same realm, I want to say. But Turkoz is a little bit more funk versus jam band. Um, and Turkoz is, uh, their latest album was called Digitonium, Digitonium. So that's D-I-G-I-T-O-N-I-U-M. And Turkaz is T-U-R-K-U-A-Z. They're super, they're a nine-piece band, super wow. funky. They tour all over. They're huge. They're known for their horn section. They're known for their super sexy background vocalists. They're known for their lyrics. Just this killer, killer band. Um, large following. Definitely check them out because they tour all over the country just like Dopapod, and they're, they're constantly gigging. So um, definitely catching them live, there's really nothing like it that I can compare it to. Um, but if you're into horn section, you're into deep funk and awesome funky vocals, I would check them out for sure. Um, this was one of my roommates uh, and an incredible singer-songwriter. Uh, crosses all genres of R&B, funk, bluegrass, blues, uh that singer-songwriter pop. Um, this is Jennabelle. Uh, Jennabelle is, she's worked with OK Player. She's done a lot of stuff with King, who we're going to get into. Um, 
She is absolutely phenomenal. Um, Jenna Bell, her latest album, I believe, came out within the past year is called Anatomy. Really phenomenal stuff. Uh, If you want to check her out, go to JennaBell.com. Jenna Bell is J-E-N-N-A-H, Bell, B-E-L-L.com. For everything on her, you can check out there. I believe you can still look on um, her Facebook page as well as possibly OK Player. Um, And then King, lastly, but definitely not least, um, King has been, uh, you know, definitely one of my favorites for a very, 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 very long time. It's made up of three women, um, and that's going to be Paris Struther and her twin sister, Amber Struther, and then Anita Bias, and they are constantly touring everywhere. They they definitely have the jazz elements and... um, you know, and R&B elements in that neo-soul category, they're, they're absolutely phenomenal. They're also on OK Player. They tour everywhere. And these three ladies, um, it's amazing what sound these three ladies can make with, with mm-hmm. just three people. They are just phenomenal. The harmonies that they sing with and the emotion, it's just, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal to watch them. So definitely check out... Um, these artists, there's five of them. We obviously are really excited to uh, talk about Mario Jose and Heart of Gold EP that will be coming out um, in October. So stay tuned for that. And I kind of wanted to get into, you know, what happens post music school um, or post art school, really. If you have, if you have a talent that you want to uh, master and you want to center, you know, your life around you, you grew up kind of thinking to yourself, you know, I, I can't do anything but, uh, you know, sculpt. I can't do anything but, but write music. I can't do it. This is something that you're born to do. Um, then then you, you usually go to a um, school or institution that hones in on that and really broadens your, uh, your craft and, and makes it, uh, you know, your, your career eventually um and kind of what that entails for me going to a music school um there are a lot of different avenues you can take and i've watched a lot of my friends take all of those avenues in different times different ways and you know i'm sure you mom you know being being a parent and and that that could be a scary thing having your kid go to a music music school and you know put so much invest so much behind something that uh, some people would consider "quote unquote" risky. Uh, I think for me personally, it wasn't, but for everyone else around me, it was because I constantly heard that, like, well, "What is she going to do with that?" And I was like, um, right. "She's going to sing." Like, no, but for her job. Yeah. And I'm right. like, "No, that's what she's going to do when she's done." Well, but how's she going to make a living? And I'm like, singing. Like, people were just like kind of like it was an extracurriculum but could never be like a real thing so it's okay like a hobby. going yeah like it, they they saw it more as like um like a vocational but not one that could be tied to supporting you believe it or not right. you know and that that was only available to a privileged few and you know how could i think like they almost wanted to be like, we know she's your daughter and you think she's the cat's meow, but let's be real. You know, like friends were pulling me aside, like, you know, we just want you to realize that, you know, she's good, but, and it's just like, no, this is, this is more than that. This is who my daughter is. It's not a question of anything other than this is who she is and she will figure out a journey that involves singing, whatever that is. Whatever that is, right. Whatever that is. A lot of parents, um, you know, will maybe get to the get to the point where it's um, it's hard to trust or be secure in the fact, okay, you know, I'm setting, you know, I could potentially be set, you know, setting my child up for a, a struggle, a life full of struggle for a little bit. And um, they don't want that. They want kind of the security net of, okay, you know, my kid's mm-hmm. going to be a, a vet assistant and that's what she's going to be. And, you know, at least I know that she goes to, couple years of school and then she becomes a vet assistant or, or maybe she has an internship at a veterinary practice. And then, you know, eventually she is what she right. she's going to be and she's making the salary that she knew she was going to make. Um, and in my case, and a lot of the people I just previously mentioned in the playlist case that, that, you know, we didn't know our future. We didn't know 
what our quote unquote salaries would be. There was no determined, uh, you know, this, this is what you do. If you become a singer, this is, this is the school you go to. And after that school, you get, you know, this right. certification. That says, no playbook, no playbook. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, just like being a parent, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, you can relate to that. You know, like there's no, you, you kind of make your own, uh, I don't even know, a, a handbook, you know, an employee yeah. handbook is, is yeah. really you, you know, you, you create that. <laughs> um, right. And, you know, I wanted to talk about the fact that there's a lot of people that, you know, go straight into gigs and they're gigging throughout college. And then, you know, they come out with college and then they set up tours for themselves. Um, there are others that, um, know go the YouTube route and they're they're pumping out you know amazing covers like all the time and trying to get that crowd the the you know the the social media you know the vlogging you know really really are good on camera and and great with getting their um their fans hooked instantly and just showing them okay this is my voice and this is what I'm able to do and I think that's really um great exposure um, teaching is also something that we mm-hmm. all, you know, we all don't know if we're going to do. And then some of us end up doing, whether it be teaching, singing, you know, in my case, whether it's teaching, singing or beginning piano, beginning guitar or music theory and stage performance techniques, all those things, you know, you know, teaching is a very wide subject when it comes to music, because there's all different avenues. You could take mentoring, you know, um, going with, yep. You know, I've taken students of mine into the studio, and then we're doing side-by-side coaching as they're recording, which is a totally different type of teaching. And, you know, that's that's studio technique. That's, you know, uh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, well, I, I maybe ha- – I'm going to keep going. Uh, I hope, hope I can eventually be heard. No, you um, can be heard. Okay, I'm being heard, but I can't hear anything. I'm hearing little bits and pieces. But anyway – point of doing a live show um but we also i I wanted to talk to you guys about um you know the the the, some of the people that are fantastic singer songwriters that um end up writing for other people yeah um and and you know what you know a perfect example of that we see sia who has been a writer for a very long time and then um you know also an artist same with bruno mars and neo and all these people that are phenomenal writers that don't just write for themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and I, as you guys kind of, I I believe I shared with you on the podcast that was about, uh, you know, just me and, and branching into uh, being a, um, you know, doing a lot more gigs. And the reason I got a lot more gigs and and how I was able to go from two gigs a week to five or six gigs a week um, was because I opened my mind a little bit to doing cover gigs. And I think before I had been on the kick of, you know, I only do originals and just trying to make it as an original artist. And not that I'm still not, but um, at the same time, I love to sing. And, and just like we kind of talked about earlier, singing in every avenue is, is what my mom knew that I wanted to do. And whether it be teaching and I'm singing with students, whether it be uh, joining musicals and singing on stage, whether it be, you know, singing my originals or whether it be doing weddings, you know, at the same time, it's, it's kind of, um, you know, I, I just want to be performing. I want to be singing. I want to yep. be using the gift that I feel that I was given to share with the world. Uh, so kind of talking about that collaborations as well, you know, other artists are collaborating, you know, as, as, you know, we're going to hear from Mario Jose what it was like to work with Pentatonix, what it was like to go on tour with them and to collaborate, you know, and and same with, you know, John Legend and all these people that he's worked with, um, Prince, Megan Trainor, Justin Bieber, Michael McDonald, Philip Bailey from Earth, Wind & Fire, all these people, um, you know, Postmodern Jukebox, you know, we share a mutual friend in, the, in that group and, and they're huge and, you know, what it's like to really collab and what that means to... Um, to an artist to collaborate with another artist. That is something that's a beautiful process that everybody has their own process, you know? So writing with somebody and seeing how another person writes it is always, I always find super interesting and really intimate. Um, Cause for me, write, writing comes from a place um, of intimacy and, and, and I, 
you know, being an only child, it's hard for me to open up to somebody. So I think collaboration to me is a very uh, deep process and meaningful. And, and as you guys know, um, you know, I've collaborated with great songwriters like uh, Mike Greenberg from Flyboys and, and just that writing process, how, how long it took to create such a beautiful song um, and, and how the two of us did totally different things to come out with the same beautiful outcome. But um, I think those things are really important. Having a social media presence, um, getting out there and to perform, no matter what type of performing defines you, um, whether mm-hmm. it be musical theater or, or you know, uh, like I said, doing wedding gigs, cover gigs, these things, you know, whatever defines you um, in any way, I feel like you should explore and see what kind of um, brings you the most joy. Um, so that's, I don't want to say advice more so it's just, it's just, uh, uh, you know, what do you do post post music school is, is a very open, broad question. You can define it the way you want to define it. Um, what I've seen, this is just coming off of, you know, the artists that I've told you I've been friends with and, you know, the little Berkeley community and USC community that I've kind of become a part of um, what we have done to create a career in, in, in music, and um, I believe that you can relate this to any form of the arts as well. Um, when you follow yeah. your passion, your when you follow your passion, your heart kind of dictates where you want it to lead. And just let let your mind be open to different possibilities because there's endless possibilities. And if you love something enough, you'll be able to uh, you kind of coast through and figure out your way um, in just trying all these different avenues. So that's what I got today. Awesome. I mean, as a mom and someone who's watched um, a lot of these people that you referenced, uh, because they are your friends, I will say that I feel like you're out of college how many years now? Uh, Six. Don't remind me. All right. (laughs) Well, I would say like five years of like real hustle, meaning, you know, working at your craft and figuring out where you fit in. Your, um, Your friends, your are all beginning to now be and represent the music industry. I mean, you watch the Grammys now and I'm like, well, I know that person. Oh my goodness. I know who that is. Oh, Nikki knows those, you know, and that's much different than it was even two years ago. So I really feel like there's maybe sort of a five-year window of when you graduate until if you really hustle, because it's a hustle. I mean, I'm sure Mary is going to talk about that. It's a, it's a hustle. You guys didn't wake up one day and like, Oh, I'm booking six gigs a week. You tried right. so many things until you saw where you fit in and that, you know, being able to share all of these, you know, these artists and how they're all doing stuff and it's different and it's the same and it's with community and it's, it's, it's just really quite wonderful. And I would think that, you know, if you study your craft and you work really hard, um, you know, it seems like five years seems to be somewhat a magical, a magical zone from an outsider right. looking in. And, and I think a lot of us, you know, there, there's three places we go as a musician, really. I mean, there's t- you could you could do music anywhere. But I think for a lot of us, the, the decision, you know, of where to live was a big thing. Are we going to L.A.? Yeah. Are we going to New York? Are we going to, to Nashville? Like Nashville. All those places yeah. mm-hmm. are not cheap. And how do you... You know, are you living with multiple roommates? Are you living with a friend? Are you living with your parents? You know, all these things, you know, what, you know, making ends meet and doing what you love and figuring out the perfect balance. I mean, it's, it's all very real. And yeah, five years is definitely um, a good, a good number. I would say to yeah. you kind of figure out what you want to do, where you want to go. And I think you just, you know, it, it you you want everything to happen as fast as possible, but I think when you get your footing um, in in what you really want to do, uh, it, it definitely takes a little bit of time, and you're definitely trying yeah. a lot of things out. Um, but I want to hear what you have for us today. Well, in living consciously, uh, I want to share a topic that you know probably raised some eyebrows. I may not or may. Um, in Santa Monica, where I recently moved from, love Santa Monica. Um, there's this new trend where parents are paying $1,000 for a one-week boot camp to prepare their kids for kindergarten. Now, <laughs> I want to talk – I know, right? Um, I will I say – kids. It's so crazy. Right, it's insane. It's insane. I will say, and we have to – I feel in, in the – you know, we should disclose that my daughter did go to uh, the most expensive school in the state and the hardest school in the state that we lived in. Um, however, that was not because – 
of um, I wanted to be able to say that. That was actually because when she did go to preschool, the teachers at preschool and the principal came to me and said, learning came very easy for Nikki. And they advised that you had an IQ test because their fear was that you were bored in school and that would set up for not great outcomes for you. Uh, and that you, if you were just thrown into a class situation, you know, one of so many, that the likelihood of you not really being taught to your potential was great. So I listened to them and had you tested and sure enough did find out that not only were you um, did learning come easy, but you were extremely gifted. So the decision to send you to the school to that you went to was based on a school that could stimulate and, and teach you the best. And, you know, um, but and, once and later, and, and not even to interrupt changed. that. Yeah, later it changed. I didn't that that was a school driven by academics and sports, right. which were, you know, not as much as exactly. And I, I I ended up going to performing arts school, and that was by way seventh better. Grade, eighth grade, eighth grade, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah so grade. the decision to where you went to school was not driven and or motivated by a parent's desire to have their kid get into a certain college, get into a certain right. school, get into where this. Uh, kindergarten prep is driven by that and we also well, I just think it's I think it's really a shame that, that it is it's sad parents don't um you know just it's almost like the name dropping of of the the education world you know what I mean it's like well, there's, there's so a much lot of, less artists that are going to happen if this is the way we're starting kids off right how is right how is the natural how do you process created right Right. They said that one of the things, well, the reason why this is important is because we want to stimulate the way they think, meaning that if a child walks in, they give an example similar to this. If a child walks in and says, oh, I saw a rainbow, they will immediately say, well, where was the rainbow and what time of day was it? Like when you're three years old, really, can't you just appreciate a rainbow and maybe say rainbows happen a lot of times? Just give them a da-da-da, meaning like, yeah, a lot of times after rain, you'll see a rainbow or sometimes you'll see a rainbow just when it's humid. Rather than asking them a question, making them have to perform, be on, rather than just enjoying the fact that they saw the rainbow and they even know that it's a rainbow. <laughs> right. Right. No, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a scary time. And I think, um, you know, you got to let kids be kids. Even, even kindergarten, it's, it's just, I mean, what is that, four years old? Three and four year olds is what this market is, and it's selling out. Um, you know, I just thought it was really important to sort camp. of bring, yeah, it's called boot camp, kindergarten boot camp. Wow. I, especially because, you know, our guest today, Mario, he came from two parents that were performers. He's an artist. You've always been an artist, although you've been a great student too. Like academia was never a problem for you. Um, so easily as a parent, if I didn't want to listen to you, I could have had you in, you know, I could have forced you to, not forced, not that a parent could, but I could have made decisions for you to be pigeonholed down that road of look at what my kids do, um, rather than allowing you to show me what you were made of and the journey that you wanted um, and the journey that would best suit you and your personality. And I feel like, you know, it's an honor to have someone like you and someone like Mario, whose parents and whose community, and for some people they haven't, and they've had to buck the trend, but life has allowed them to experience a journey that, that allows for self-expression. And I think that steps like this preparatory kindergarten removes those possibilities. So I want to create conscious awareness about the fact that, you know, living consciously doesn't mean uh, uh, lack of self-expression. Absolutely. And living consciously and, and, doing what you love go go very hand in hand and I, th I think and like you said about Mario you know talking with our guest today you'll you'll see his his personality and attitude I think is is so contagious his his yep. presence is, is such a, a I mean heart of gold explains it in the best way possible mm -hmm. I mean he really does have a heart of gold if you meet his family they're, they're absolutely phenomenal as well and just super loving people. And you could tell that he, you know, he does what he loves to do. And he was always, um, you know, probably I'm sure like me had, had great parents that understood what it was to give their child, um, 
you know, the, the trust in believing that they, they know what's best for them. And I think both of us um, knew that we loved music at a young age. And luckily we had the family to support that. And I think, um, you know, you should allow your child to have the same kind of uh, opportunities to, to figure out what they love, what they don't like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this, the school they go to is very important. You know, I, I was an only child um, and I don't know this, 100% but I believe Mario is too but we're, we'll ask him in a second um, okay for me going going into a school with only 30 40 kids in a grade was cool and and it was nice but 30 and 40 kids are not um, you know artistic or creative at all and they're kind of robots of their parents you know it wasn't it wasn't good exposure to me I I, I love people I love being around a ton of people so when I got into an art school with a couple hundred kids in my grade that were all doing the arts, I felt like I was a part of, you know, fame. I thought I was like, I, I felt like I was just like a part of something huge. And mm-hmm. it, I was just, I felt the energy when I would walk into my school of just everybody doing what they love to do. And um, I think that that says a lot, you know, let your child explore, see what they're good at. My mom kind of, in, you know, we, we, you know, that we rehearse, um, before we do our podcast and we kind of talked about, she goes, remember when I used to enroll you in all these after school things pretty much. And I said, yeah, mom, I lived at the community center because it was true. I did like, I did pottery. I did stained glass. I did, uh, ballet, French, golf, tennis, everything, every single thing. And, and, you know, as, and as crazy as it was, I think, it really gave my mom an opportunity to see what I wanted to stick with and what just was kind of out of the question. And, you know, obviously, yeah, you told me you were like, nah, I don't like that. Or yeah, I want to do that again. And that's what we did. You know? I mean, my dad kind of had a tough time. He would enroll me in all these, like I was a really tall kid, even though I'm a a midget now I was, I've been this height since I was in uh, fourth grade. So I was very tall and everybody thought I needed to play basketball or all these things. And I, you know, quick, I quickly was able to tell my family, nope, that is not the route. I, yep. I, I mean, I just dilly-dallied. I was a daydreamer. There was no way that me and sports ever were going to go hand in hand. Um, so, so I would just say, yeah, rough. Yeah, that, you know, you let, you let your kid lead and you mm-hmm. – um, and you keep them safe and, and you help enlighten them along their journey. But um, it's their journey. And Absolutely. I think that we limit that. So I can't wait to get Mario on because I want to hear about his journey. Um, Me too. I cannot wait either. So, so should we, we go to break? break? Yeah. Yep. Perfect. All right, guys, stay tuned. And as always, I do want to remind you guys that we do have live Q&A. If you're a guest that would like to call in, the number here is 845-277-9095. Again, that's 845-277-9095. We'll be right back with Mario Jose after this break. Okay, guys, without further ado, good morning, Mario. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. We're so happy to have you. So happy. Welcome. Oh, happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So we're going to just reiterate that Nikki is having some connection issues. So if we lose her, um, I will still be here. Um, But um, yeah, so hopefully (laughs) you're doing, we'll let Nikki start in case, uh, in case yeah, I'm, computer. I, yeah, if 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 it happens, I will I will do what you guys are doing and call in. And I appreciate you guys understanding that this is a live show, so everything is kind of on the fly. But without further ado, I want to hear how you are and how how is the writing and recording going for Heart of Gold and and how excited are you right now? Oh my gosh! Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me, and I just love everything you guys talked about for the first half of the show and. I I, oh, I appreciate you. it and and I just love it. So thank you for having mm-hmm. 
Oh, of course. And uh, it's going really, really well. I, um, as Nikki said, I am writing and recording my first EP, and it it is a journey, to say the Mm -hmm. least, and it's awesome. And and in I'm 27, and this is the first time I'm putting out anything original. So I'm very, very excited. That's so amazing. amazing. Congratulations to you. I'm, yes. I, I'm, I know that I'm not the only one listening right now that is extremely excited about this Heart of Gold EP. Um, Thank I, you. I know, you know, it's something we've all been waiting for for so long. Your voice is probably one of the best voices I've ever heard in my entire life. And I'm just... Oh, my I, gosh. Thank you. It is so true. And, like, you're just... I've seen you live numerous times and um, it's just, you're an incredible person to watch on stage too. And it's just, your, your energy is so electric and I just, I, I'm so excited and you, you definitely have to keep all of us posted on when that comes out. And uh, when is it scheduled to come out? Do you know, do you have a plan yeah, absolutely. for that? We're, yeah, absolutely. First of all, I, I hope everyone that listens to the show knows how much of a kick-ass vocalist you are, Nikki. So that <laughs> comes to me means the world. Thank you. Thank and, you. And um, secondly, the, the EP is scheduled to come out the first week in October. Awesome. That's so awesome. So I can't wait. So where are you coming. in the process? Is it like all written and recorded? Is it mixed? Because I know when Nikki, when she did her thing and she sent me like what she called like the first cut or whatever, I was like, that sounds great. Can yeah. I play it for people? And she's like, mom, it's not even remotely close to done. And I'm like, really? Sounds <laughs> fine to me. So like, I know you guys go through this huge lengthy process that maybe you could even like enlighten about. Like, where are you in that? Oh, 100%. Well, um, uh, I'm currently, uh, we have four songs chosen, um, mm-hmm. written and chosen to go on the EP, um, and about three and a half um, recorded vocally, and then we have different um, instrumentalists and producers working on making the song the songs individually. Okay. I, I mean, complete. So that's um, amazing. Yeah, we're shooting for. Um, Six songs and uh, four of them are chosen. We have about uh, ten written, I'd say. So now we're wow. kind of in an exciting yet um, difficult part where we have all these songs that I'm, I'm starting to really fall in love with, and now I have right. to pick some that won't make it and will make it. So it is. When do you cool, pick like the first release of like? Is that something that I'm just making up, or do you pick a song like I know Nikki? You picked your first release. Like you decide which is going to be the the single is that what it's single. called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? There's the. Um, I have a feeling the single will be uh, the first song that I wrote for the EP, and it was actually back um, in September of last year. And I, I, uh, I was doing a show, and um, since I've been in LA, I've done mostly cover shows, like Nikki was saying. Like uh, I. Uh, that was mostly, and even when I did a show as Mario Jose, the, uh, an artist, most of the songs I performed were covers. And mm-hmm. and uh, a good buddy of mine, JP Sachs, came up to me after the show and he said, "Hey, I want to hear you do original stuff." And I was always hesitant and scared because I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to write cheesy stuff. I don't want to write stuff that's been already written. I don't. I I want it to be real. I want it to be conversational and honest and mm-hmm. and so finding my voice as a songwriter was always difficult and and uh something that seemed daunting to me but he just said let's do it let's go into the studio and and let's just take a day and write and so it was it was the whole process was amazing and it was a lot less scary than I thought it was going to be and he sat down at the piano and was playing this pretty chord progression. And he said, well, what are you going through? Um, and then we, uh, for the song called Tell Me Now, which is, I have a feeling, going to be a single. And it was the first one that I wrote for the CP. It was about, like, falling for someone that didn't love you back the same way. Mm-hmm. And and it was just what I was going through at the time. and 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 it was just 
organic and very real and this is what I'm going through and, and we work together and, and I fell in love with the whole writing process and with that song and then um, everything started to come about with the EP and here we are now, you know, just about a month and a half away from <laughs> So, is that the just, song that uh, I you hear in the Kickstarter video? That's Seriously? the one, yeah. Yes, I love that one. Yeah, okay. So great. Mm-hmm. And and let's talk okay. about the Kickstarter. I mean, how 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 am- amazing did that? I mean, it was amazingly successful, and um, Thank you. I, and I, it was just yeah. unreal to watch that progression. And I'm just so proud of you, and so thankful that you have so many amazing people that, that understand what a great person and talent you are and, and are just as excited about this as, as I'm sure you are. Um, but just explain kind of that process and how that, how that was for you. Oh, to go it was, through. Oh, it was, it was uh, another, another um, uh, kind of daunting slash nerve wracking experience because mm-hmm. it Absolutely. was, it, it, when it comes down to it, it's kind of like saying, Hey, I, I need money. Like, <laughs> which yeah, is yeah. hard for me, you know? Yeah. And, and it's just, I, I never want to be a burden uh, with my friends or family. And especially for on the scale that we needed to, to raise the money for, I, it was like starting to reach out to people outside of friends and family. And that was like, Oh, I don't want to, you know, I never want to be, you know, an annoyance or a burden, but at the same time, this is so a common thing now. A crowdfunding mm-hmm. album is totally a thing because yeah, it's just, it's I, I did it a lot well. of money. Yeah, I've yeah. done crowdfunding. All of us have done this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you know, you 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 run the risk of being like, oh God, am I annoying people? Am I, but you know, I just um, I'm. In January, I started working with my manager, Ryan, and he has literally been the best thing that has happened to my music career. And and he said, let's do this. You know, people know you, Mario. People know that you're not a piece of beep. You know, like, yeah. they, like <laughs> you know, they they want to help you. And, and so I was like, okay, let's do this. And we set the goal kind of high. We set the goal to raise $30,000, and that was really – not only to get this Kickstarter, I mean, not to get this, uh, not only to get this EP funded, but really to kind of get me off the ground as an artist because I mm-hmm. had not done original stuff and, you know, really kind of making the beginning of Mario Jose as an artist. And so um, it was awesome. And uh, we, we raised the thirty thousand dollars nine days early, and then yep. we raised just about uh, another uh, five thousand after that. So, yeah, wow, that's uh, so awesome! Thank you. Yeah, we were. I was, you know, beside myself, emotional. I called my mom and cried. I was like, I can't believe we raised all that damn money. <laughs> so <laughs> awesome. Like, and she was that like, Well, so I wasn't awesome. crying. You're crying, and I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but what it, was, it was I, I was like okay and and you know what's so funny is like speaking about positivity and and I am a firm believer of things happen for a reason Absolutely. um and and everything this year this year in 2016 has kind of just fallen into place and some random things have happened and all good things, and and I'm like, okay, I feel like the universe is telling me to like get my ish together and do this EP. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that you know Nikki and I talk about this all the time. Um, I think the first step is is you have to create the space for it. And you said the changing moment for you was January when you met Ryan. Um, yeah, and you know I think Nicole had a changing moment that she shared on a podcast about her career was once you create the space for like you said that you were now going to be your own artist. You you were coming out. Right. It was your coming out party basically as as an artist. <laughs> you totally. really you know um, and the same thing happened with Nikki that the magic that happens when you are receptive um, to, okay, I'm doing this. Um, yeah. And a lot of times I think that just 
fear or um, being scared or not having community support or those things stop us from often taking those leaps. And imagine if, you know, we all jumped. Once you get there and you see, but you're like, oh, things are kind of falling into place. Obviously, you worked really hard for that to happen. But now you created the space to receive all that you worked hard for. Right. Well, because you've been I, working I, for years, didn't just happen. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I appreciate that, and 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 yeah, it's it's so true. I'm just like, you know what? I've, you know, I uh, uh, September first will be my fifth year um, anniversary in LA, and um, I I've like tried to put as much good out into the world as a person and as a musician. And as a friend and, and and a family member, in any way, I've, I've tried to put that positivity out. And and Ryan, my manager, said, just let it come back to you. Yeah. And and I'm like, okay, come on back. And I I'm so thankful and grateful and uh, for everything that's happened this year and and is continuing to happen. I'm just over the moon. That's so awesome. I do want to get into what's kind of happened this year, and I definitely want to hear about, I mean, obviously Pentatonix is, is huge, and everybody absolutely huge. is obsessed with them. And I know that just from going to college with you, obviously you were you were in our acapella award-winning group Pitch Slap, so I know that, mm-hmm. um, you know, a- acapella is, is a big thing in your life as well. And just explain kind of, the influence that Pentatonix had on you, how it was performing with them and going on tour and just, you know, everything about that. I mean, that's, that's huge. Absolutely. I, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I met them because Pitch Slap was on the sing-off the second season. And then when right. I moved to LA, it was, they were in the middle of taping Pentatonix season, season three. And they invited, um, uh, Scott Hoying, who's like uh, the tall blonde guy in Pentatonix, and I were friends, um, so funny, within, uh, well, actually this year at some point, I said, how did I really meet them? And so I went back and I looked, and on Facebook, Scott and I, we were both, he was a student um, at, he was going to be a student at USC in their pop music program, and mm-hmm. I was a student at Berkeley, and we were mutual fans of each other on YouTube. And I was just like, hey, Scott, like, I like your voice. And he's like, thanks, you too. And we were just like nerdy college kids. <laughs> and um, before before Pentatonix was a twinkle in his eye, and then when I met them, I met them at the taping of the Rock and Country Week of season three, and I walked up to him. I was like, "Hey, I don't know if you know remember me, but I, I we wrote on Facebook." He's like, "Yeah," and and it was it was at a point where he didn't really know that I was a singer. He knew I was a singer, and he knew like what the few videos I had from YouTube. Then when I moved here, I got reconnected with um, one of the vocal producers on the sing-off, Ben Bram, and Ben is one of... Uh, Love Ben. Uh, ben is the the most awesome guy. He is yes. um, the arranger that won the Grammy with Pentatonix, or both Grammys with Pentatonix. And, um, and he started uh, an acapella group that we kind of just wanted to have fun and do random gigs here and there, almost like a, a wedding band or corporate band as an acapella group. And mm-hmm. um, he started this thing called the Spalding Sessions, which was this, like, he was in his apartment on Spalding in Hollywood, <clears throat> and he just had all his singing friends come over and sing I remember Jessica and, would, would always be like, the Spalding Sessions, you got to come back. Yeah, I feel like I knew what it was, totally. too. That's probably how from Jessica. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was Jess Gorman, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so the very first one I go up, and he was just like, you're going to close the show. And I was like, uh, uh, F that, Ben Bram. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, and he's like, I want you to close the show. And I was like, going to follow Pentatonix and all of these incredible, like, L.A. gigging musicians where I had been in L.A. for approximately two months. I was like, no, 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 no. And so I, and he said, you're going to close the show or you're not going to sing. And and he was just like, I want you to just sing. And and that night, um, Scott and Mitch from Pentatonix came up to me and they were like, why didn't you tell us that you sang? And I was like, well, I mean, well, we knew that. And they were like, Scott <laughs> said, I, well, we knew you sang, but we didn't know you sang. <laughs> <laughs> that was just 
basically <laughs> then then began uh, began our friendship and our <clears throat> incredible incredible. He's one of my best friends now. They first had me on the road as uh, like a uh, like a merch assistant in 2013 for the West Coast tour, and then 2015 they hired me as the tour assistant. I wasn't doing anything musical, and then. Uh, um, while we were on the road, they surprised me and asked me at a big crew dinner to open for them in Boston. And again, it's where we graduated, Nikki. And uh, it was like, it was so, it was a month away from my four year, like graduation anniversary. And I was oh honestly graduated. <laughs> I was a wreck. Like, and yeah, if you you know me, I don't know how if Nikki knows this about me, but I am such a sap. Like I am oh, like the course. biggest biggest wimp, and so I was immediately in tears. And and so amazing. It was the the whole journey with Pentatonics. They have truly, truly, truly had my back so so much and been supportive not only as a friend but as an artist and mm-hmm. have shared my music and given me the opportunity and the platform to to share my music and I could not be more thankful for them. Oh, well, you know, so it's, awesome. it's amazing because you know I'm glad that you told that story from the beginning to end because, you know, in life you just never know when you meet someone, whether it's virtually or yeah. not what that's going to turn out to be. And I think we talked a lot about that last week. We talked about, you know, we're all our own brand today because of Instagram and social media and all that stuff. And, you know, I recently saw in my newsletter a producer who's reached out to me who actually connected me with a literary agent is really opening doors for me. And Amazing. I just have, yeah, I came out of nowhere, out of New Zealand, just like, boom, popped on my, plopped on my lap. But she, I, I went back and I looked, she has been reading every week my newsletter for almost a year. I had no idea. Oh my God. So this person has been watching me and every week opens my newsletter. So you just never know, you know, and here you are 100%. doing all this stuff, you know, and then the Pentatonics have, he's been around in your life for, because he was supposed to be there. You know, yeah. you're supposed to be, you know, it just, you met at a time because later on is when you're really supposed to make stuff happen. You know what I mean? But your energy yeah. was supposed to align. And I just believe in that stuff. And I love that story because who knew when you first were little, little, hi, I like your YouTube video that your relationship was going to be life changing. That's so oh, amazing. I had no idea. Thank you. And I, I, I had no idea that that was going to be that exactly what you're saying. We were just, you know, kids in college that wanted Powerful. to support the fellow musician. So, right. Um, and and speaking of your, oh, sorry, go, you ahead. go ahead. No, I want you to go. I was going to say, and speaking of like YouTube, you know, how, I know you, you've been doing a lot of these, like, I don't want to call it a trio, but you've been singing, um, mm. Mm you know, in these kind of, you, you did a video with Scott, um, mm-hmm. recently, um, which is blowing in the wind. Yes. Right. And, and, and yeah. then you did. So talk about like, I know you did a cover of freedom as well. And they're kind of both blowing up and it's, it's you with other singers and whom all have incredible voices and also have their own large followings and, and what it's been like to kind of, I guess I would call that, you know, a collaboration, a, a little mini collaboration on a cover um, video and how, how that's been going for you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, the first video that I started, or I think the first video that really kind of took off and uh, on Facebook especially was a cover that I did with the incredible Vincent and Matt Lloyd. Vince is a uh, is a Berkeley alum as well. And Matt Bloyd uh, is an APU, Azusa Pacific alum. And we sing um, backgrounds at the W Hotel on Sunday um, every week. And nice. um, we, Matt was like, let's do a cover together. And he wanted to do Brittany, uh, not Brittany, Brandy's Have You Ever. Mm-hmm. And, Which is one of the best songs uh, ever. It is. That, and that video is awesome. I agree with you more. Thank you. <laughs> and we, we put the video out. It was like our friends and family shared it and it was like, Oh, that's nice. And then it kind of died down. Then randomly a month and a half later after we posted it, a like, I think the page is called like 
viral vids or something, they reposted it, and then it got over 3 million views on Facebook. And we were like, what? Like, you know, we thought it had lived its life, you know. It it was like, okay, it's been out for a month and a half. It's it's not going anywhere. And and then it kind of just blew up on Facebook. And then we were like, wow, maybe we should do another one. And then after all of the horrible things that happened between Christina losing Christina Grimmie and and um, the Orlando um, Pulse nightclub shooting, Ugh. we wanted to put oh. something out that was a tribute but empowering. Mm-hmm. And, and just like, you know, I mean, I, I, all of the beautiful tributes that were in remembrance and more solemn and a, a ballad are all gorgeous and still so important. But we were more in the mindset of like, absolutely not, you will not scare us you will not take our freedom and that's Bam. why we need freedom. Yeah. So awesome. And we just, and we wanted to come more from that. Like, you know, the, the, the tagline of freedom is I'm, I'm going to keep running because the winner don't quit on themselves. And it was just a, a, the, like, this is a horrible, horrible thing. And we're going to stand by the survivors and, but you will not scare us because we will just keep kicking ass <laughs> is, is where oh we wanted gosh. to come from with that. Well, that's like your personal um, motto from what I've learned. It really uh, is. You know, I'm trying. <laughs> and then the the most recent one, um, after, uh, um, just, uh, this just has been a horrible year in terms of, terms of loss. And yeah. it was, mm-hmm. it was Julia's, Julia Harriman, um, who's a friend of Scott Hoying and I's. And she was like, I want to do kind of like a, you know, Bob Dylan's Blown in the Wind is kind of a protest song. And, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, how many people until too many people have died, you know. And, and that was like, we wanted to do a song together. And, and it was just such a cool joining of 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 voices. And, and like, I, I don't know, I, I, I was recently talking about it, but like all of our friends, Nikki, that it's just, you know they're all incredible artists individually. You know, oh, yeah, you, you, I would go watch a Nikki Bovet show uh, in a heartbeat. And then right. but when you start to collab and you, I, I, I was like in that session, I looked over at Scott and Julia. I was like, I feel like a superhero with you guys. Like, I feel like, <laughs> right. like the Avengers, like it's just each of us on our own, you know, yeah. have, have, we all have a, a, like a, a strength, but when we join forces, I feel like just uh, so great and, and, and so supported. And, and, and that, that cover Scott posted, of course, Scott, you know, has his pentatonics following, but you know, you never know when it's not pentatonics, how it'll do. And um, that I just actually checked this morning. Uh, My mom sent me a message and said, the video is over seven million views, and I was like, "Oh, oh my god. god!" Just so, so amazing. It's just been, it's been an incredible time to collaborate with with other musicians that I love and respect. So, absolutely. Well, Mario, it has been yeah. an absolute privilege to have you on our podcast this morning. So and much. I I cannot oh. wait. I I would love to invite you back when when. You know the EP's out, and to hear about you know hopefully some some dates that people can see you in the LA area. Um, but I just I, I just really love you, and I'm so thankful you came on today. And I'm just oh, I, I love been, you. I've been watching you, and just can't wait to um, to just you know be you know watch your success continue to flourish. And everybody uh, that's listening. Make sure to go on Instagram, follow Hey, It's Mario Jose. Also, that's his Twitter handle. And then Facebook, uh, Mario, uh, Facebook.com slash Mario Jose Music. And also YouTube is going to be Mario Jose Music. So make sure you do that as soon as you get off here and keep posting with him. And you just recently had a website launch. Um, what's the website? Yes, Mario, MarioJoseMusic.com. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, we awesome. can keep you posted. We can't wait. Thank you again, and good luck with all of your successes. And and we gotta do a song soon. We gotta we gotta we gotta see each other live ASAP. One hundred percent. And I heard I I got a little taste in the jingle again, and I was like, damn, I miss her voice. Oh, the jingle! Oh my goodness, so funny. uh, Well, you're too sweet. 
I loved hanging out with you this morning, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Have a great rest of the day. Take care, Mario. Thanks for being with us. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Mom, are you still there? I'm here. Yep. Well, that was we, awesome. And I, I'm just so blown away. I'm so proud of him. I mean, that's just I'm just proud so of awesome. all of you guys. So I think that was great, and I think, you know, we're, we're at the end of our show, and next week I can do the take it or leave it, because I think what Perfect. we did with Mario was much more important, and I really enjoyed the show, really did. And I, th- I definitely think the message today overall is be your own person, be proud of who you are, trust in who you are, keep that positive mentality, and things will fall into place. As my mom said, open up that space and create room for it, and I, I, and can- I have... Yeah, and no, I mean absolutely. I was just going to yeah. say, and you can find out more about how we're opening up our spaces at uh, paleobosslady.com. And you're what Nikki Dash Bove? I can never remember. Yeah, it's just Nikki yeah. Nikki Dash Bove.com. And thank you guys. We'll be back next week, so stay tuned. Uh, next Wednesday, eight thirty in the morning. We'll see you guys then. Have Can't a great week. All right, bye bye. <laughs>